It's time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, welcome in on a Wednesday. The Nate Brown Show is glad to be back. How are you? Glad you're here. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. And we are live. South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Just getting going on a Wednesday. Two hours thought-provoking sports talk. Local, regional, national. Let's get you covered. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care. That's the place to go. I know it's tough out there right now, man. There's sicknesses going around. We've had to go through our house. We get into Black Hills Urgent Care, get better, quicker. Two locations in Rapid City. Get into Black Hills Urgent Care. They're open seven days a week, so you don't need an appointment. You can walk right in at Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road on the west side, Bacon Park. Black Hills Urgent Care, physician-owned, and you can also not have to wait in the lobby. Just schedule on your phone before you go. You can get right in uh, to see somebody. Schedule at bhucare.com with the letter U, bhucare.com. Black Hills Urgent Care. The faster way to get better. Getting us started on a Wednesday, we'll look at the guest lineup, some questions of the day. We'll throw it around a little bit. The Nate Brown Show, locked and loaded. Let's get you on tonight, 720-1067. If you want to join us over the next couple hours, we'll get you on the air, 720-1067, the studio line. Barron's Wilson text line ready to go as well. It's up and rolling. Listener text line, same number, direct text the show. Good feedback, good stuff. Interaction yesterday on, on the program yesterday, 720-1067, the Barron's Wilson text line. Let's look at the live lineup. Let's get going. Ben Verlander is going to drop by tonight. Major League Baseball analyst for Fox Sports Flippin' Bats podcast. The baseball winter meetings are going on. Not that you really care, but that's where all the deals are happening. This is the week in Major League Baseball where the guys are signing big deals and a record-setting deal for Aaron Judge. He looked like he was going to the, go to the Giants. That was being reported during my show yesterday, and then it flipped. And he stays with the Yankees, $40 million a year. Aaron Judd's going to be in his 40s by the time that deal gets done. A nine-year deal for Aaron Judge going to the Yan- or staying with the Yankees after his record-setting home run performance. The Yankees' all-time leader in home run single season. And $40 million a year for uh, Aaron Judge. We'll get the reaction of Ben Verlander. By the way, Ben, his brother is Justin Verlander, who just signed a new deal with the Mets. Cy Young Award winner Justin Verlander. Why did he go to the Mets? I want to talk to Ben. Good baseball segment straight ahead. We'll get into the Vikings situation here. Matthew Collar's on tonight from the Twin Cities. Vikings writer, purpleinsider.com. Matthew Collar checking in as the Vikings go to Detroit this week. And they're underdogs. The Vikings are underdogs to Detroit. Nobody is believing in the Vikes. I've said that for weeks here. I mean, I know it's it's one of those things. The national media just, they'll hit on Kirk Cousins and they'll hammer these guys when they struggle. Vikings are sitting here 10-2, and two, and nobody is giving them a shot at all. Underdogs. I know the Lions are playing better, but underdogs against the Lions, the 10-2 and two Vikings will get Matthew Collar's take on the matchup where the Vikings sit in the NFC. It's a Wednesday with Scott Burt tonight. He's the head coach, Rapid City Rush. He will be live. There's a three-game slate coming up here at home. Tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, the Rush at home. We'll talk to Scott Burt, head coach of the Rush. Also tonight, get into our high school basketball previews. 
Adam Dannenbrings, the head coach over there at Stevens on the girls' side. They won on Monday night in our first game. They're back at it this weekend. We'll have coverage of the Stevens girls this weekend, and head coach Adam Dannenbring drops in. And finally, Eric Williams, national NFL writer for FoxSports.com, live from California. So we're packed and ready. Let's get going here, the Nate Brown Show. I want to get to um, something here right away. So yesterday I talked about the transfer portal in college football and how this is a, it's just a whole new world with the transfer portal and how coaches have to essentially be general managers of their organization. What's that mean? That means you have to monitor, I mean, everything. And you're going to say, well, that's the head coach. I mean, they have to. So, so the head coach has to think about the X's and O's, has to think about his staff, have to, has to think about preparation, that whole thing, and structuring the program. But now he's got to be the GM. I mean, he is in charge of not only recruiting the high school players, but also recruiting his own players that are there and recruiting other guys that are in the transfer portal, right? So now you got to fill the gap and the whole thing. It's, it's a whole new world here. Now, I say that because I get into today, and there's some coaches that are embracing things, I mean, full steam ahead. And one example I bring up today is everybody's talking about this guy, Deion Sanders. Okay, whatever you think of Deion, I've been a fan watching him over the last year here, seeing some of his uh, um, coverage there at Jackson State and how he's built that program and brought some great attention to that program and, and the whole thing. And I look at Dion and I see, how is he going to do this in this new world of college football, in this new world of sports? And there's, there's night and day when it, comes to, when it comes down to attracting players, recruiting players. You are the face of your organization. He is the face now of CU Buffs football. And guess what Dion's doing? Guess what he's doing? He's, he's probably doing a bunch of stuff behind the scenes. But you know what Dion Sanders is doing up front? I just saw this. I just checked it before the show. Deion Sanders is throwing out all sorts of social media messages. Deion Sanders is on Twitter. He's saying, hey, I need this. I want you to come here. And do you think he's going to get guys to be like, oh, Deion Sanders is asking for some help on the offensive line on Twitter, so I'm going to go see if he, if I can play for the CU Buffs. No, no, no. That's not the story. He is embracing this new world when it comes to connecting with transfers, high schoolers, that generation, Deion Sanders may be old school when you get to CU or when you got to Jackson State. I like old school coaches. Many of you like old school coaches. The deal is this. You've got to be the combo. You've got to have that combo of both. I want you to be old school football, old school motivator. It's my way or the highway. I think parents like that stuff too. I think they want to know what do we have here? Accountability, structure, the whole thing. Dion's gonna he's trying to bring that side of it, yet there's one thing people are missing. It's not, oh, they're just gonna come there because of Deion Sanders. Yes, that'll help. It's his promotion. It's his prime time. It's his brand. It's branding yourself and connecting with athletes. And there's two big differences here. I look at it and I say, some coaches are out there in college football on Twitter saying this, doing that, recruiting that way. Don't you have to be in that category? 
that's what I ask you today. I, I'm, I'm going to start with the college side of this. Deion Sanders is out there promoting CU. This is what, you know, new chapter. Um, I'm coming. He started this whole uh, slogan now over the past couple of days since being hired there. And then you've got some coaches, head coaches of big programs, and they're not even saying a word. They're not active on social media. They're not doing anything on social media. They're not connecting whatsoever in that way. And you could say, well, Nate, you don't know exactly what they're doing. They're probably calling and texting and meeting and the whole thing. By the way, I see Matt Rule on Twitter, Nebraska head coach. He's active. He's posting where he's at, visiting Nebraska families, visiting in the living rooms of some prospects. He's in that mix. And my point is today, you see guys that can do it both ways, old school football, new school promotion, and you have to be in that category. There's, I, I don't think, I do not think you can be a, a real attractive place with a face of your college, face of your program, if you're not in that space. I want to know if you if you disagree with that, and I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back to South Dakota. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Coach John Stiglmeyer, who we have on this show, we have him on tomorrow. South Dakota State head coach, longtime head coach. Do you think John Stiglmeyer wants to be on Twitter? Do you, <laughs> I know John. I talk to him a lot. Great guy. Love talking football with John. I just get the feeling. He probably would prefer to be off of social media, not in that space at all. Probably would prefer. He's like, let's just do it the way we've done it for so many years. We build a family here. We recruit some South Dakota kids. We recruit regionally. We've built a great brand, and the FCS is SDSU has really, really grown. I think we can stand on ourselves. I think we can stand on ourselves. And that's why I relate it. Don't you think Deion Sanders could just stand on himself? Hey, I'm the head coach at CU. Everybody's going to come now. No, he's in that arena. He's actively in the arena recruiting through social media. And the key is you're getting into the space, whether us old guys like it or not. I'm old. Maybe you're old. This is something you have to be able to do. And I take a look and I say, how about my guy Craig Bull over there at Wyoming? Head coach at Wyoming. I talked yesterday about the Cowboys and the transfers. They've, they're up to seven, by the way, in the transfer portal. That's a side note, by the way, for the Cowboy football program. Craig Bull is on Twitter. He hasn't posted anything for two years. He literally has not posted anything for two years, going on three. And I'm not going to tell you that makes your program. I'm not going to tell you it's going to, oh, you can't have a winning program. But I am going to tell you, I think it does separate some of the folks that are advancing with what we have at, at our hands and our capability, advancing your program instead of, well, I think we'll, we'll be able to maintain or we'll still be able to get um, notoriety for this program and attention for the program. But we don't have to get into that category. I think the key with this whole thing is you can be old school like Craig Bowl, old school coach, culture, recruiting guys and developing them, the whole thing. But I think you've got to turn into a 2022 coach. Let me bring it back to South Dakota. 
I'm going to jump out of the college ranks. I'm going to go to the high school ranks. We, uh, many of you have had high school kids or do currently playing sports. Man, you've been in that high school category as well. Sports are changing. The world's changing. What about on the high school side? Let me ask this question of the day as we start on this Wednesday, the Nate Brown Show, 720-1067 if you want in. My question of the day is this. Um, people already already answering it. Um, if you're a high school head coach, do you need to be on social media, Twitter, whatever you want to say, Facebook, Twitter, social media, just social media in general? That's my question today. I open up the show saying, Deion Sanders is excelling. I don't think Deion needs to be on Twitter with 1.4 million followers. He probably doesn't need to be there. I think he knows I need to be there. Okay? Yeah, for his brand, Deion Sanders is probably going to be fine, probably would be able to recruit. He gets in the living rooms of guys and he sells CU and you're probably going to be fine. He probably would survive without being on Twitter. He knows, I, I think I'm going to be active on there. I am connecting. I am connecting directly with players, with coaches, and that's the space you can do it in immediately. And, by the way, I'm promoting my brand and our university tenfold, hundred times fold. That's the key with this whole thing. I say in this new age of sports, how do you stop guys from transferring? How do, you, how do you get the right recruits? How do you connect with guys? I think there is a key of finding a way to connect how these kids, how these athletes connect. So I'll ask you this in high school. I'll ask you that question. High school head coaches, for all of you, do you think high school head coaches need to be on social media? That's my question of the day, 720-1067. Um, let's see, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. I want to know what you say on the high school front. Let's pull up some of the results. Um, of the poll, Nate Brown Show, question of the day. If you're a high school head coach, do you need to be on social media? My topic as we start the show. I'm going to tell you on the college side, I will say I think you need to be there. I think you need to be there. Now, I... I used to think, well, you can get into some trouble there. You have other people that will take care of that, right? Just have your football operations guy do that. And maybe some of these guys do. But I see some of the genuine actual coaches that are on there posting, connecting, promoting. I see some of that stuff that looks uh, and you look genuine on there. It's not somebody behind the scenes doing it. Yes, I've even seen John Stigelmeyer, South Dakota State head coach. He's... He's posting on social media. Probably something he never thought he'd have to do or need to do. But when it comes down to it, I think college coaches have to. I'm asking about high school coaches. What, do you, what, what would be your answer? Let's go to the uh, poll results. If you're a high school head coach, do you need to be on social media? 57% voting yes. Awareness and promotion of your high school program. 57% vote yes, 43% no, not something you need to do. Now, I would be interested in um, this. I would be interested in why, why is it that high school coaches would need to be on Twitter? 
need to be on social media for that matter. If you voted, they need to be on social media. Why would you vote that way? By the way, I think that's accurate. Some people would argue pretty quickly here saying, it's all garbage. It's all look at me. It's, it's all noise. There's only 11% of the niche population that even is on this uh, platform or that platform. Twitter and social media is not the real world. I get it. But guess what? I think in the high school side, just like the college side, I think it's becoming, even in the high school side, a need for head coaches to be on Twitter. And I'm going to give you one big reason. I'll give you one big reason. There's, there's a few, but one big reason for a high school coach. If I'm a high school coach, why do I want to be on social media? I want to connect and relate to my student-athletes in that way. Because, yes, you're connecting at practice. Yes, you're connecting on the bus. Those are real face-to-face. Those are, the, those are the real face-to-face interactions that we, by the way, lack sometimes. But coaches are spending a ton of time with the kids. They're connecting at games, practice, bus rides, hotels. That's fine. But I also want to know, I also want to be aware of how my kids are doing outside of the sports category. And by the way, you can find out a lot. How how are the kids doing outside of sports in their um, other lives away from this sport, whether it's basketball, wrestling right now? I want to be able to be aware of what's happening with my players. And then there's some extra benefits promoting your kids promoting your program. I think high school coaches that get it understand that. Some high school coaches say, why, why do I need to promote my program? <laughs> it's about build. I'm a believer. Everybody has a brand, individually and your team. If you're just a high school varsity basketball coach, you have a brand and your team and school has a brand. I, I need you to be on social media to be engaged Active, promoting your program, um, being connected to your athletes. I al- I almost think this is a, a need not only for high school kids or high school coaches. It's a it's a need for college coaches and for high school coaches. I believe that many uh, high school coaches in South Dakota are not on social media. They're they're not on there. They're not going to do it. And I'm not talking about posting this and posting that and giving, oh, you know, this kid scored that many points and this kid scored that many points. I I don't need that. I need you to be on there engaged and connecting with your athletes. Here's a new study from Ohio State today. So Ohio State and Nike did this study on coaches and how they connect with their athletes. Okay? 19% of coaches in this survey, Ohio State and Nike did it, 19% 19% of coaches today that coach kids said they're confident they can identify off-field stressors and issues for athletes. Think, think about that. Think about that. You want them to perform. We want them to play sports. We want them to be plugged in, dialed in. Hey, why is so-and-so in a bad mood? I mean, why is so-and-so got a bad attitude? That's the number. 19% say they're confident they can identify off-field stressors and issues for athletes. Off-field, off-court, however you want to put it, 19%. Maybe just 
connecting with them, being on social media, being in that space, could you find out a little bit more about who they are, what they like to do? Because it's impossible to have a sit-down every day, all day, with every one of your athletes, 15, 20 kids. You see them at practice. I, I get it. You can't have sit-downs. You can't be talking to them about every little thing. Are you going to stay plugged in on everything? No, but I'm telling you, the social media aspect, as much as uh, everybody hates it, as much as everybody hates it, and it could be a bad deal, I'll tell you. I, I get it. I think it's important. I think it's imperative. I, I relate it. You got Deion Sanders out here using it. It's imperative. You got some coaches just not, not willing to use it, not caring about it, not going to do it. And it's the same story in high school. I think it's very similar. Listener text coming in. Um, high school coaches should be on there promoting their players as a way to keep players engaged as well. Hopefully players go further in their playing career from promotion from their coaches. Yeah, that's one of the aspects we talked about last week. Remember that? We had this assistant coach over in Sioux Falls. He's a high school coach. He said, coaches here in South Dakota, the high school coaches, aren't promoting our kids enough. They're not promoting the uh, kids enough to get college offers. That was one of his arguments uh, last week. I don't know if that always plays out, but that's part of it. Coaches promoting your players. I think it's key. Um, listener text. High school coaches should be on there just for fundraisers and such. Well, that's another aspect. But I believe it's about relationships and relating to players. As much as we hate social media, that's where the kids are at. I think the coaches have to be there to have a stronger relationship on the court. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What do you think? Well, I think it's critical, and I think it's more critical in the bigger cities, um, especially if you have minority athletes. You know, we have a problem in this country right now with, you know, about half of our families get divorced. you got kids with, you know, sometimes living with mom, sometimes living with dad. Sometimes there's disagreements between mom and dad that affects the kids. I have a brother that's a high school coach in Fresno, California, and he said he loses five, six kids a year just because, you know, the athlete goes and live with mom and then all of a sudden decides maybe next year he wants to go live with dad and they live in different cities. Mm. And so athletes come and go and, you know, you have issues with, you know, some kids are homeless. He even had a couple players that were living out of their, their cars or their parents' cars. And so those type of things, if you're not aware of that, in their social life or in their private life, that obviously is going to affect their performance on the field. Yeah, I think you got to be so, aware. Uh, I think you have to be uh, aware. I mean, even in South Dakota, you know, we have a lot of uh, kids in broken homes, living with mom or dad, and that, you know, those issues, those family dynamics play into their performance on the field and their, their off-the-field distractions and off-the-field problems you know, affect their, their performance on the court or on the field. And so, and then you know, if, if you're a coach, kid, yeah, I mean, if you're a coach, you can say, well, just, you know, what's going on? I mean, why aren't you playing good? Yeah. And then, then you, yeah. you're not trying, right? In my yeah. opinion, I think I think it would help the coach. I really do. Um, absolutely. All right. Especially I appreciate that. These days. Uh, thanks right. for getting Have in. All right. Um, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a negative connotation. Social media is. It can be ugly. It's really, I mean, the stuff's ugly. 
but I think we put it over in a category. I've heard coaches tell me this. They tell me this. I don't need to be on that crap. I don't need to be on that crap. I get it. It's crap. (laughs) Believe me, I see a lot of crap. But you need to be on that crap. Here's the other highlight from that Ohio State Nike uh, survey. What's the number one thing coaches want more training in? There's a lot of things you can get training in, the X's and O's, the whole thing. What's the number one thing cited that coaches of youth sports today want more training in that they're not getting? The training of mental health with their athletes. How do they how do they handle and get a handle on the mental health of their athletes? How can they find ways to learn about it, deal with it, that whole thing? Number one from coaches in the survey from Ohio State and Nike, hey, what do you guys want more training on? They're talking sports, anything, anything. How we can address mental health with our athletes. That should kind of give you a little um, – There's more to it than just the X's and O's inside the court. And that's why I asked the audience today. Some coaches are embracing it, and I think it's a a smart thing. Deion Sanders, he's on Twitter. He's blasting this and this and this, and he's using it right now as a big recruiting megaphone. But there's, even all the way down to high school, do coaches need to be on social media Twitter? 57% of you say yes, awareness, promotion, all of that comes with it. 43% 43% say, no, it's not something you need. I say it's something uh, you need to connect with the athletes. I, th- I, th- I think you have to connect. You're connecting at practice in the games. Are you connecting with them in other parts of the non-sports life, which affect the sports every day? Ben Verlander's next, Major League Baseball analyst for Fox Sports. We'll revisit this. Um... And I think it's an interesting topic. Some college coaches embracing it. Some high school coaches are on there. I still hear more and more, I, I, I don't need to do that. I, I think you do. I think it's almost, it's, it's a need, I believe, for coaches to be plugged in on it. You don't have to post a bunch of stupid stuff. But I think you could use it very effectively. Ben Verlander on the way on the record-setting contract for Aaron Judge. Would we, would you go down this road with Aaron Judge, the Yankee slugger? He's going to be into his 40s. He's going to be like me. This is like me, an old man playing for the Yankees. He's going to be into his 40s, making $40 million a year. Ben Verlander, Fox Sports, next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street. Rapid City. 
Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear tonight with lows around 21. Winds out of the south, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 37. Tomorrow, cloudy skies. Lows level off around 20. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies. Cloudy skies with a few peaks of sun. Friday with daytime highs approaching 45. 43 Saturday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 29. High school basketball continues this weekend on Fox Sports Rapid City. After winning their home opener, the Rapid City Stevens Raiders girls basketball team battles the fifth-ranked Pier Governors Friday night at 7 and then hosts the Mitchell Colonels Saturday afternoon at 1.30. Join Dean Gurr and I, Jerome Wickersham, for all the action, beginning with the pregame show Friday at 6.45 and Saturday at 1.15. It's the Raiders and Governors Friday, the Raiders and the Colonels Saturday, right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Hi, this is Cody Young at High Plains Physical Therapy and Aquatic Therapy Center. I started High Plains PT in 1999, and we've been providing personalized care in Rapid City to help our patients get back in action. Remember, you have a choice for who you go to see for physical therapy. With our state-of-the-art Aquatic Therapy Center, we are equipped to help you achieve your health goals. At High Plains, we will give you the one-on-one -on -one treatment you deserve. We look forward to working with you at our new facility. To get started, visit HighPlainsPT.com. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Hey, we're off and running on a Wednesday. The Nate Brown Show live, Fox Sports, Rapid City. Glad you're here. We're tonight good lineup nfl vikings we got high school we got rapid city rush we got major league baseball let's get after it ben verlander on tonight fox sports rapid city his podcast flipping bats had an emergency episode with aaron judge news here right flipping bats pod downloaded where you find your podcasts major league baseball analyst for fox sports Winter meetings going on in Las Vegas. Deals getting signed. Ben, good to have you back. How are you? I'm doing good, Nate. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate it. You had a little time off, all right? We gave you a little break. Now you're back and ready to roll with some deals getting signed. I'm going to start with the uh, the Aaron Judge deal. That's the biggest news. He uh, looked like he might be going to the Giants. The Padres looked like they came in late with a big offer, and he stays with the Yankees. $40 million annually, $360 million over nine years. He's going to be into his 40s by the time this deal is done. So you tell me if this is the smart deal for the Yankees. You know, I think it's, I think it's the right deal. And, yes, it's a lot of money, and he's going to be older in his career. But he's your guy, and he puts, you know, he sells jerseys. They're, they should make him the captain, the first Yankee captain since Derek Jeter. Um, and look, he, he's earned it. You know, with what you were going to pay him last year, two hundred and what thirteen and a half million, he's earned this 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 pay increase. He went out and broke the AL home run crown, and uh, he did it all in your uniform. And I think they absolutely needed to sign him. I can't imagine the backlash if the Yankees got outbid by the Giants, and look, you're the Yankees. You, you can't be getting outbid by anybody. And They got it done, and I think it was the right thing to do. I do. Okay, so tell me about the value. Like, 
These contracts have gotten bigger. Mike Trout had the previous mark, $35.5 million. Okay, that was, a, that was a massive deal. He's beaten him by $5 million nearly. Is that just the where sports has gone, including Major League Baseball? Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen it over the last few years. Just the the prices keep going higher, higher, and higher. So people are going to – this is going to get beat. Uh, Trout's contract is going to get beat one day. It could be next year when Shohei needs to get paid. He can make half a billion dollars. Who knows? So, yeah, this is the direction that, that we're heading in, and um, Judge is just the next one in line, and he put himself in a position to, to be the guy – to, to break the highest AAB for a position player this coming year. And, uh, yeah, definitely the direction we're going. Okay, so how much more valuable is Shohei Otani, pitcher and slugger, maybe not the likes of Judge, but how much more valuable is Otani? When that deal comes up, I mean, you kind of mentioned it, how big a deal is that going to be? Yeah, I, I think – I don't know. And it, it's unprecedented. I don't think anybody knows. Uh, we've never seen a player – like him, and we've never seen a player like him hit free agency. So we'll see what comes from it. Um, it's going to be a steep. It's going to be steep as it should. And how do you? How do you put a value on a guy like that? I don't know. It's not my job to figure out, thankfully. But uh, it's going to be a lot of money, that's for sure. Aaron Judge, nine years, three hundred and sixty million. Give me your projection of what Judge does for the Yankees. Had an unbelievable season. Some people are saying he's not going to replicate that and he's going to go down from here after 30. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's fair to think he's going to replicate that. That's that's probably, look, if we're being honest, it's probably the greatest season we'll see from him. And it was one of the greatest seasons of all time, which was pretty special. So um, I loved it. I loved watching it. I think it's unrealistic to expect 62 from him every year. <laughs> But uh, I, I do think he's a slugger that's going to earn his money and uh, be, you know, around 50 every year and an and all-star and challenging for MVP for a while, and that's, that's the kind of player he is. So are we going to see 62 or 63 next year? No. But is Aaron Judge one of the best players in baseball? Absolutely. Ben Verlander on Major League Baseball Analyst, FoxSports.com. His podcast is Flipping Bats. Baseball winter meetings going on in Vegas. Deals are getting made. Um, I'm going to go to your brother. Okay, first thing is he goes to the Mets now, signs a deal, gets a Cy Young Award. Unbelievable year for him. What's it like covering your brother? This is your brother. What's that like? Uh, weird, strange, but also <laughs> really cool. You know, this is my first year doing it because – he was hurt. So my first year uh, in this job, Justin wasn't playing. Now he is. And it was uh, it was really cool for it to all shake out the way it did, to be the one on the field interviewing him after he got his first World Series win, to talk to him, to be that first person he saw uh, when the Astros won it all. It was, uh, it was special for sure, all year long, really. And for him to have the year he did uh, was so cool. What's it look like um... – yeah, I mean, it's your brother. Now you got Max Scherzer. He essentially takes the spot of Jacob DeGrom uh, there in the Mets. W what's that Mets rotation look like? I just saw they uh, signed Quintana as well. Uh, yeah, I, I think, look, and it's, I know they're they're older in age, just all of them, really, Justin, Max, and Quintana, but uh, they're all still pitching really well. And I think they're going to – I look, I think they're not done. I think they're going to go add go add an arm somewhere, whether it's uh, Senga – 
or or just a, another tier of an arm. I, I don't know, but I do think they're still in the market, and I don't know what that looks like. I think they're in the market for a little bit of everything, and uh, the the rotation as it sits right now has to be considered one of the best in baseball, obviously, with Justin and Max both there. So uh, I'm excited to watch them pitch for sure. I want to go to my team, the Chicago Cubs. Um, they bring in Bellinger, Cody Bellinger from the Dodgers, short-term deal, one-year deal. Bring in a Yankees pitcher. I saw a report saying all oh, the owners, the Ricketts say, hey, Jed Hoyer, running the Cubs, you can you you can spend a lot. Do you think the Cubs are going to keep this up? Uh, yeah, but I don't know if this is the year for them to go all in. I do think they add a big piece. I think they do something. I, I do. I think they get a shortstop, but I don't. I don't think we should expect the world from them. I think this is the year that they start spending. They get a little more competitive. And then if they're winning around the all-star break, we'll see or around the trade deadline. We'll certainly see them add. but I think uh, heading into next off season is where we'll see them spend big time. But look, you can't ask for more than just to see a commitment to winning. And they certainly have that going in their favor. Okay. Carlos Correa was with the twins. I'm seeing y'all. Can he get 33 million a year? Can the Twins do a deal like that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Look, I, I think they can. But the fact that they didn't the first time around, you know, last year seems, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do it. I don't know if they're willing to do it. Um, but I, I think that's what it's going to take. Now, I did see today that the Dodgers are out on, or at least for now, out on, on Correa, and that seems to be one of the other big teams that would have a chance at him. So, uh, look, I, I think I, I think that, that really benefits them, and I, I think they're in a position to go ahead and, and, and do something. I would love to see the Twins go for it, kind of like they did last offseason. Go for it a little bit more. You're in a good position. Uh, Joe Ryan looks to be a stud there, so you kind of have a guy that you know can be at the top of your rotation. Uh, use him. And, and, and go win. I, I would love to see that. Ben Verlander on FoxSports.com, Major League Baseball Analyst. His podcast, Flippin' Bats, great baseball podcast. He's on Twitter, at Ben Verlander. Follow him. Uh, finally, Padres don't get Trey Turner. It looked like they wanted Trey Turner, and uh, he, he looked like he took less money to go to the Phillies. Still a big money deal for Trey Turner. Why would he go Phillies less money instead of the Padres? Well, Nate, I just want to be at a point one day where I can take a discount and that discount be $300 million. You know, then you're doing all right, I think. But, yeah, I, I just I, – I knew he wanted to come back to, to the East Coast, and I, I, that's what – my prediction all along was that Trey ends up in the – with the Phillies. It was just too perfect for it to not happen, I think. And uh, I think if he was going to stay out on the West Coast, he would have probably taken whatever the Dodgers were offering. So – uh, I think all along he wanted to head back east. I think uh, his his family, his his wife, everybody wanted to be there, and now that's where he is. But, you know, it was interesting to me that next thing you know, okay, they've offered Trey Turner all this money. Why not just turn around and offer it to Aaron Judge? And they did. And they were the high offer to Aaron Judge. Ten years, $400 million came in from them. And, look, one way or the other, you, you got to be happy to be a, a, a Padres fan right now. The lineup and the team looks great, 
and they're willing to spend much, much more, which is which is really cool to see. Yeah, the Padres were going after. Didn't quite get a couple of the guys they wanted. Ben Verlander tonight, Flipping Bats, his podcast, Baseball Winter Meetings in Vegas right now. Ben, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Of course, Nate. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the time. Ben Verlander tonight on Twitter at Ben Verlander. Follow him, Flippin' Bats Pod, and FoxSports.com, Major League Baseball analyst here on the Nate Brown Show. Good stuff. Ben Verlander's brother, Justin Verlander, another Cy Young Award. Justin getting up there in age, still an unbelievable year with the Astros. Now he's going to the Mets. So keep an eye on some of these players. These are the ones that got my attention. Trey Turner, shortstop from the Dodgers. He goes to the Phillies. Cody Bellinger, give me a little love. Bellinger from the Dodgers over to my Cubs. Center field slash first baseman. I'll take it. Short-term deal. We'll see. Cody's kind of went down in production. We'll see. Um, And then you've got Aaron Judge is the big, big, big one. Going to go to the Yankees. Stay with the Yankees. uh, Nine years, $360 So $40 per year, and he's going to be 40 when it wraps up. He's going to be 40 years old when it wraps up. Guess how much money Aaron Judge is going to make per day over the next nine years? Let's calculate it. Calculate it. $109,589. Doesn't that give you a a little perspective now on our life here? We, we, all you guys are just grinding, just grinding. And Aaron Judge, that forty million a year, that gives you like. Real dollar perspective, because it all gets fluffy, right? You're like, oh, $40 million a year, that's a lot. Yeah. Over the next nine years, he'll make $109,589 per day. All right. Congrats, Aaron Judge. The Yankees have it. I've, I've heard that. The Yankees have that money. I've heard that. Matthew Collar's in next. Let's talk Vikings. I want to go to this game. The Vikings are underdogs at Detroit. Are you buying that? Come on. Two and a half point underdogs at Detroit. Should the Vikings be worried about this weekend? Matthew Collar, purpleinsider.com, Vikings analyst next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. So at Black Hills Health and Wellness Center, we have four chiropractors in the clinic, and our big focus is working on the musculoskeletal health of patients. Being in business in 39 years and having done business with every single bank in the area, in the community, in the last two years, we have definitely realized how much we have been missing out with the extra go-the-distance service that Pioneer Bank and Trust is willing to provide you. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 
All right, sports fans, Tin Lizzie and BetMGM Sportsbook is the place for the best sports betting experience in South Dakota. That's where I go every time to watch the big game, make a play, and enjoy some great food, great service, and some awesome 4K TVs. Tin Lizzie and the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM, where you can bet on college football and the NFL. Don't miss a second of the action. What game are you betting on? Make your play at Tin Lizzie and BetMGM Sportsbook, Main Street, Deadwood. Farmers and ranchers with up to 24% lower shop rates than most local dealers. Adams ISC in Rapid City is your single go-to source for ag equipment inspection, service, and repair, including air conditioning. With over 20 years' experience, Adams ISC Ag Tech Gary Christensen will have your ag equipment repaired and serviced to your satisfaction, either in our shop or at your location with our fully equipped field service truck on Deadwood Avenue in Rapid City or at 605-343-9393. Contact Adams ISC. Scratch tickets. 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 Give holiday scratch tickets from the South Dakota Lottery this year. Everyone gets scratch tickets. Good fun. Must be 18 to play. Please play responsibly. Hi, I'm Bill at Wire Free USA. If you want high-speed internet at your house, call Wire Free USA and get HughesNet. HughesNet is high-speed satellite internet, a super-fast instant internet connection that's available right now wherever you live. You'll get faster web access, faster browsing, and faster downloads. HughesNet is from Hughes, an industry leader with more than 1.5 million systems installed worldwide. Call Wire for USA today at 605-343-3806 and learn how to order HughesNet from your local business partner. Stop waiting. Order HughesNet, America's number one choice for high-speed satellite Internet. Visit Wire for USA in Rapid City or call 605-343-3806 now and get super-fast Internet access at your house no matter where you live. The future is Wire for USA with HughesNet. Local business, local service, with a smile. Hey, it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the iCouple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Remember, you can stream the show all the time, foxsportsrapidcity.com. If you get out of range, you can hear us on the radio, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Also, foxsportsrapidcity.com, live on your phone right there. Also, you can watch this show live on Twitter right now. What do you mean, we're on social media? Yeah, I know, they make me around here. So, yeah, they make me do this. At Nate Brown Show on Twitter, follow the show and watch us live in studio. Welcome in. A lot of Broncos gear in the background. You like that? We are taking that down. We're taking that stuff down. Okay. FoxSportsRapidCity.com and also on Twitter there. Watch the show at Nate Brown Show. YouTube, um, subscribe to our channel at The Nate Brown Show. There you go. Matthew Collar's on tonight. Vikings, PurpleInsider.com. PurpleInsider.com. Vikings fans, go there. Matthew Collar putting in work, and he's here on the Nate Brown Show. Matthew, good to have you back. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? Doing good, man. So uh, 
10 and 2 season for the Vikings. This is getting uh, really interesting now. And I said the the national perspective is well, the Vikings aren't as good as their record, and Las Vegas is playing that game here. They're they're just trying to make sure that they uh, understand. Okay, we're going to set the line here, and which way are people going to go? The Vikings are two and a half point underdogs at Detroit. What do you say about that? I, I would say that for most people who look at that, it probably doesn't make sense, but it actually does <laughs> um, because well, first you have to consider the way Detroit has been playing lately. Like that matters. Um, they played a very competitive game with the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving that they probably should have won, and then they played, uh, you know, a game where they ran the Jacksonville Jaguars completely out of the building and beat them forty to six. They've been rolling lately and, and playing really good football and kind of becoming the team that we thought they could be at the beginning of the year. And as for the Vikings, I mean, there just isn't a lot on paper outside of their record that says this team is way better than the Detroit Lions. I mean, it's it's weird, but it can work that way in the NFL. I mean, the Vikings only have a plus 10 point differential, and I think that the Lions are minus nine. I mean, so in terms of like the accumulation of their seasons for just points for and points against, they're actually fairly close. Uh, the Vikings have a defense that is really struggling. They're 31st in yards against whereas Detroit is starting to ramp up their offense, and they've played extremely well. They're getting Jamison Williams back. Um, the Vikings also have some illnesses uh, going around the team, and uh, they had a good number of players not practice today. They also played a very, very violent and physical game against the New York Jets, one that they probably should have lost, which we could say for probably, I mean, maybe four or five games this year of their wins that they almost gave away or should have given away. And, that, you know, you can think of the Buffalo game or the Jets game. Uh, there's been quite a few of those. So I think it's been just kind of a charmed season for the Vikings. But you can see why, you know, gamblers wouldn't look at a team staying charmed. They would look more at the sort of objective black and white of it and maybe say this game should be a little more even than we think. Did you think Detroit, as you say, well, they, they ran out Jacksonville. They were competitive against Buffalo. Do you think Detroit has turned the corner? I mean, this has been a bad organization here. Yeah, no, I really do. Um, what they do with Jared Goff in the future is going to be interesting because he's put up good numbers, but it's kind of still Jared Goff. And, uh, you know, you don't really want the expensive veteran quarterback, but what we've seen in the second half of their season, and they lost some close games early in the year too, uh, is that team start to grow together to be a legitimate contender for the NFC North next season. I don't know about a Super Bowl contender. A lot would have to go their way. Uh, but you look at Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, the offensive line has been built over a number of years, getting Jamison Williams back, drafting Aiden Hutchinson. They've also had some guys that maybe they didn't expect emerge as pretty good players. Um, they've seen you know somebody like Jeff Akuda at least prove, prove that he could play after struggling um, you know to even get on the field as a as a very high draft pick. I mean they're just you know exactly what you want from a team that tanked two years ago uh, or even well last year two off seasons ago when they traded Matt Stafford and decided to just go all the way to the bottom is that you know they last year really struggled got a high draft pick now that guy's developing they're they're building around. Uh, I think a very good you know, offensive coordinator and a good system and a few weapons. And then you know, probably next year they're going to be dangerous, but they're already showing those signs. And, you know, this is a team that sort of cliche to say that they play hard for their coach because, I mean, look, like they're in the NFL. They should all play hard. But 
This team didn't give up last year and kept fighting all the way to the end, and they didn't give up this year when they got you know, pretty far down in the standings. So if you're the Vikings going there to Detroit, you are not going there thinking, oh, this is a team that's pretty much out of the playoffs and has mailed it in. You're thinking that's a team that wants to fight tooth and nail because what a story it would be if Detroit came back from that horrible start to the season and somehow ended up in the playoffs. But it's not totally impossible that that could happen. Vikings at Detroit this weekend, and the Vikes are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. A lot of people surprised by the line. Matthew Collar on tonight from the Twin Cities, purpleinsider.com, talking Vikings. So I've looked at it, and I said, the Vikings defense, it scares me. It scares me. They give up a lot of yardage. They made some stops there against the Jets. They made some stops against other teams. But it, they give up a lot of yardage, and eventually the dam might break. Do you think that's the case? I think against Detroit it definitely could uh, because of the way that Detroit has been playing on offense in the second half of their season. And I mean, you look at the last couple of weeks, they faced Mac Jones and an abysmal Patriots offense and gave up 382 yards passing. Uh, I was impressed by some of the things Mike White did, but he's the third quarterback for the New York Jets that they've played this year, and it was over 350 yards, and they are one play away from beating the Vikings in that game. I mean, the Vikings had to go five out of six in the red zone to stop that team. I mean, that just tells you how much they were moving the ball. The Jets had almost 500 yards of offense in that game and just got kind of unlucky in the red zone. They dropped the pass. Uh, they, you know, they got stuffed on a couple of runs that, you know, most of the time you score like what, 60% of the time in the red zone. And so that just didn't happen that day. But if you play like that as a defense on a regular basis, you are going to get smoked. And, you know, that's, I think the biggest concern down the stretch for the Vikings in general, like they don't play very many scary teams after Detroit. They've got Indianapolis, the Giants, and then two division opponents that don't care at this point in the Bears and uh, in the Packers. So, you know, I don't know that there's a ton of proving ground. This might kind of be it. Like, this is the last, and that the Giants game will be, you know, significant as well, but kind of the last opponent that has an offense that you might actually be scared of. So I think it's, it's a good test to, for them to see how they bounce back from a performance that, aside from in the red zone, was pretty concerning. Matthew Collar tonight. Find him on Twitter, at Matthew Collar, talking Vikings. So I'll look at this, and when you look at the NFC, Matthew, Vikings are 10-2 and two, right in the hunt with Philly. Where is the NFC good teams for you? Are the Vikings ahead of the 49ers? Um, are they ahead of the Cowboys? They got blasted by them, so... I'm not sure you'd say that, but record-wise they are. Where do the Vikings sit really in the NFC? Yeah, I don't think that they're really anywhere close to Philadelphia or Dallas, and the scores of the games against those two teams would bear that out. Um, those are the two best teams in the NFC, and I think it's a big gap between them and the Vikings. If Jimmy Garoppolo is fully healthy, I would say that San Francisco is a better team than the Vikings and probably a pretty big gap there. Uh, but Brock Purdy, I have no idea. I mean, he played pretty well against the Miami Dolphins, but you know, I'm not sure. I think the Vikings fit more into the same category, and their point differential would suggest this as well, as like a Seattle or like a New York Giants, probably a little bit better than the Giants, but teams that have some redeemable parts of them and then have some star players, and there's reason to think that they could get hot and go through the playoffs. But I think that 
Uh, if you look at them as a complete roster, I mean, Dallas just has this phenomenal defense. They have a good quarterback, a great running game, a good offensive line. I mean, the Vikings, I think, have big holes and also big stars. You know, Patrick Peterson's been great. Justin Jefferson is as good as wide receivers come in the NFL. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins has been very up and down, but it's no surprise that his downs come when the interior offensive line is giving up pressure like it did against the Cowboys, like it did against the Eagles, like it did against the Jets. I mean, that's, that is the big worry here. I don't know if there's any solutions, though. I mean, they've had a healthy offensive line the entire year, so it's not like or they've just been banged up and need to get healthy. I mean, this is kind of who they are. So they will have a test against Detroit, but kind of the rest of the season is, is a little weird because win or lose, you're going to win the division uh, unless the most insane thing of all time happens. You've got the division pretty much wrapped up. So it's really about what they look like going into the playoffs for where you would rank them and who they're going to match up with in that first round. Do you have them beating Detroit? No, I think Detroit's going to win. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings played 85 defensive plays last week, which is about 20 more than you would normally expect in a week. It was an unbelievably physical game, emotional win. A lot of times when a team has a game like that, uh, they fall off the next week. I think Detroit's playing good football. So I, I think this is one where they kind of sputter a little bit. Matthew Collar tonight in on the Vikings, uh, purpleinsider.com, on Twitter at Matthew Collar. Matthew, good to have you, man. Thanks for the time. Yep, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Matthew Collar tonight, purpleinsider.com, his site, Vikings analyst from Minneapolis on Twitter at Matthew Collar. He says the Vikings go down to the Lions? The Vikings go down to the Lions. Las Vegas is uh, right on the money. Two and a half point underdogs. Vikings on the road at Detroit. Not so fast, my friend Matthew. Not so fast. We're not going to have the Minnesota Vikings lose at Detroit. The Vikings are going to roll. This is not going to be a blowout. Detroit's playing better. Vikings will beat the Lions. The Vikings will beat the Lions. You with me? I know Detroit's better. They, the, the Vikings just, they aren't getting respect. I know the defense scares me. They do. But Jared Goff and these guys, they, they don't scare me that much. I hate to say it. Jared Goff, the Lions, they don't scare me much. So I'm going Vikings uh, over Detroit and then the rest of the schedule. Matthew said it pretty good. Vikings in great shape. I've got them um, ahead of the 49ers in my power rankings. Okay. I've got them right there in my top five. They have to be at 10 and 2. Scott Bird is in next on the Nate Brown Show. Rapid City Rush head coach. The Rush at home this weekend, starting tomorrow. We'll talk Rush hockey. Where are they at in the rankings on the way? You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Have you hit a pothole or curb with your car? Does your vehicle need an adjustment or have an alignment, shock, or strut issue? Black Hills Tire is your one-stop shop for complete automotive service and repair in the Black Hills area. Trust your vehicle with no one else but Black Hills Tire. Contact Weston, Denise, and the guys at Black Hills Tire, where honesty, reliability, and safety is their top priority. Black Hills Tire voted the number one shop for automotive repair and brake repair and tire store in the Black Hills. Ask about their free pickup and delivery. Black Hills Tire. Check them out online at blackhillstire.com. 
Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear tonight with lows around 21. Winds out of the south, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 37. Tomorrow, cloudy skies. Lows level off around 20. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies. Cloudy skies with a few peaks of sun. Friday with daytime highs approaching 45. 43, Saturday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 29. Hey, sports fans, it's Rob from the Firehouse Skybox. We are your headquarters for football this season. You want college football on Saturdays? Well, we have it. Join us for some great specials, and don't miss the games you want, from the Huskers to SDSU to USD. We have them all. And I know you want the NFL, so come down for $1 wing specials on Monday and Thursday nights. Then for the weekend, we'll have a great brunch buffet at the Skybox on Saturday and Sunday, with $4 Bloody Marys every Sunday. The Skybox is Rapid City's football headquarters. See you on game days at the Skybox, above the Firehouse, and down downtown Rapid City. Hey, Cobbler and Raider fans, you can now show your school spirit and earn money for your booster club. It's easy to get your Raider or Cobbler custom design debit card today from Highmark Credit Union. Simply open a Highmark free basic checking account and get your Raider or Cobbler debit card. Plus, each swipe will earn money for your booster club. Show your school spirit and support the Raiders and Cobblers with a custom design debit card. Visit HighmarkFCU.com. When it comes to protecting your home and your belongings, what works for your neighbor most likely won't work for you. Insurance is personal, and that's why the coverage specialists at Fisher Rounds & Associates work with you to tailor a policy that protects your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions at the most reasonable cost possible. We sweat the small and the big stuff, so you don't have to. That's at your service, at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, with offices in Pier, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Sports Your Show, the Nate Brown Show, live on a Wednesday, Fox Sports Rapid City. We're packed tonight. Great guests across the board. If you miss anybody, you don't catch all the interviews, go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. You can find it where we uh, put the podcasts on all the platforms, Amazon, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple. The Nate Brown Show podcast available for you to download where you find your favorite podcasts and listen when you can. Eric Williams coming up, national NFL writer for Fox Sports. We'll check in with Eric. Get his take on the Vikings-Lions. I'm going Vikings over the Lions. Come on now. Come on now. Scott Burt's on tonight. The Rusher at home tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. Wichita Thunder coming in. The Rush just swept Allen on the road. They're 11-8. Scott Burt, head coach tonight. Coach, good to have you. How are you? Hey, thanks a lot, bud. I'm doing good. I appreciate your time. So let's get into this road trip sweep. You can't get any better than that, but uh, what would you think of the hockey? Six goals, eight goals? Um, what did you think of the hockey last weekend? Well, I thought it was, uh, in all honesty, I, I thought we I thought we were okay. Um, we got down right away uh, against down, and we battled back, and, and when we needed our power play in game one, it, it, uh, both units came through at the end of the game. It was, uh, it was great to see. It was a good uh, look for them. Uh, game two kind of got away from them a little bit. Uh, obviously, it was similar to uh, what happened in Tulsa. There, we kind of got going, and when everything was going, we were uh, we were going uh, pretty good. 
and then obviously the third game that Sunday is a matinee, and it's one of those ones that can go either way, uh, especially with both teams playing three and three. And and for us, it uh, it worked out the right way. We uh, we continue to to you know believe in the process that uh, uh, our staff has put together and, and our game plan, and, and the guys uh, executed, and uh, we came out of the way for uh, six points. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I look at it and I say, um, scoring that much. What what's that telling you about your offense here? Well, I knew we could. I knew we could put the puck in the net, and just through the fact of, of adding the players that were we added. Uh, obviously, with Calgary giving us some some players that have been sent down, and, and some highly skilled players, right? So, so for us, uh, we knew that we were going to uh, have that offense, um, you know. And uh, it was just a matter of time. And, and uh, for us, it uh, it worked out. It has been working out. Um, but what I don't like is the goals against that we're giving up. So we still have to tighten up in the defensive zone, and, and uh, we'll continue to work on that, similar to, to what we did today. Scott Bird on tonight, Rapid City Rush head coach, the rusher at home at the Ice Arena tomorrow, Friday and Saturday, the Wichita Thunder coming in. This is a pretty nice series. Wichita sitting second in the Mountain Division right now, the Rush sitting third. I'll ask you about the relationship so far with Calgary. We talked about it early on, and now as, you, as you're getting a little deeper into the season, How's that going as is as you progress here? Well, so far so good. Obviously, uh, we've had a couple guys called up, um, you know, and, and a few guys are probably uh, deserving to get called up. But right now, with the Calgary Flames uh, being, uh, you know, fairly healthy, and then the Wranglers being fairly healthy, uh, you know, it gives us the opportunity to have these players down here with us. So um, it's only a matter of time before, uh, you know, we're going to be losing a couple players. Um, but other than that, uh, you know, for us, it's, uh, uh, it's day-to-day, you know, and uh, the players that are here are, are buying into what we preach, and, and if they get called up, they'll obviously buy into what the preach, they preach up there in, in Calgary and then uh, back down here if they do get sent down. So uh, either way, we're, uh, we're ready for it. Give me the dynamic, um, Coach. This isn't new for you at all. It's not new for this level of hockey, but in sports, you have a cohesive team. Hey, here's the team. Here's my message. You build the culture. But then you've got new players coming in. New players in, new players out. How do you keep that under your um, control messaging and what you want to do? Well, that was the culture that was built last year, and that was the leadership group that we put together. And uh, the guys that we uh, are our captains, um, the leaders of our group with the Helgesons, the Nelsons, uh, the Codas, the Brooks, those guys who have played for me before um, understand what what we want as a staff. And it doesn't matter who is in our dressing room. Uh, what matters is they believe and they buy into what we preach. And if our guys can continue to take the message that uh, we preach to them, is that's their dressing room. Like I said before, we're not in there 24-7, but they are. So they have to believe that us as coaches are continuing to be the hardest working coaches out there. And what we're talking about, they believe in. And obviously they, they see um, what, we, what we preach, and they take it in there, and it's, it's worked. And it's going to continue to work because that's what we believe in. And if we can continue to do that, it doesn't matter who, who comes in or who goes out. We still have that same culture, and we're building it. Um, and we want to continue with that. Rapid City Rush Hockey, 11-8, and swept Allen on the road, now at home. Scott Burdon tonight, head coach. It's tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Wichita, right there with you. This is a tight one. Um, it's early. But what's the scout on Wichita here this series? 
Well, they're a run-and-gun team. They're a heck of a team. Um, they can score. they got very skilled players. Um, they have a new affiliation, too, with San Jose. So San Jose has given them some players, and um, they're just coming off a, uh, a shutout against uh, Kansas City there on, on Sunday. So, um, you know, they're a good hockey team. Um, we haven't seen them that this year, and they haven't seen us. So uh, it's one of those ones. They're ahead of us, and it's a big series for us. So it'll be a real big test to see where we are and where we stand. Um, you know, but I'm confident in the group that we have, and, and uh, we're excited to uh, to get going this week. And it's, I mean, it's our first Thursday game, right? So, um, as they tell me, it's the first Thursday, thirsty Thursday, or something like that. <laughs> and obviously, we have that that big Saturday game where it's teddy bear toss, and we're excited for that. So, uh, our guys get pretty excited about uh, you know these uh, these kind of games. So. We'll see what happens. Well, it's a big one. Should be a fun one. Three in a row. Tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Teddy Bear Toss. Saturday night, the Rush at home against Wichita, the two and three team in the Mountain Division as the Rush are 11 and 8 under Scott Burt so far. Coach, good to have you. Good luck this week. Thanks a lot, Nate. Thanks for the time. Scott Burt on tonight talking Rush hockey. It's Wichita and the Rush tomorrow, Friday, Saturday at the Ice Arena. Get ready to roll, man. Rush, uh, great series against Allen. One six five eight two three two, and uh, now back at home after the road sweep of the Allen Americans. Rapid City Rush up to that third spot in the Mountain Division at eleven and eight. Wichita eleven six and two. Idaho Steelheads on top of the Mountain Division fourteen three zero and one. Into the drive at five on the Nate Brown Show. So I've got a couple of things to cover. A college football coach uh, close by gets an extension, gets paid a million more dollars per year, and I just wonder, are you good with that one? Are you good with this one? I mean, I've, I've talked about these college coaching contracts, and I think some of these are just, you know, we take this step and we go, why? Is, is that is that the case this time with this college coach? Just signed a deal today, extended him, gave him a million more per year. We'll get into that. And then uh, the poll question is up. I asked South Dakota today. I asked South Dakota across social media, which high school sport do you like watching the most? The two most highly attended, okay, the two that have the most high attendance, Football and basketball. That shouldn't surprise you, right? So the highest attended games live in South Dakota high school are football and basketball. Which sport do you like watching the most live? Poll results and a question of the day on the way. This is South Dakota's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Denny Mental Rapid Chevrolet is looking for a few great folks to join our team. We have immediate openings for automotive techs and body shop techs. We offer a family-owned environment, state-of-the-art equipment and facilities, tool assistance, tuition reimbursement, training, paid vacation, 401k, health, dental, and vision insurance, and of course, a very competitive salary. If you're looking for a fresh start, apply in person at Denny Mental Rapid Chevrolet or apply online at DennyMentalRapidChevrolet.com under the Dealer Info Employment tab. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. 
were dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. First Gold Gaming Resort finishes off 2022 with our biggest month of giveaways in history. Every weekend, count on winning your share of $8,600 in promo play we give away through hot seat drawings. Don't miss First Gold's lucky seven $7,000 cash drawings on Saturday night. And it all wraps up with our annual New Year's cash and promo play around the clock giveaway, December 30th through January 1st. Get contest details at firstgold.com. First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Hi, this is David Brenneman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. If you've considered selling your current home, let me take you to that next step with confidence. The Black Hills housing market is competitive, and I have been in the business of attracting buyers for 15 years. Let's make it happen. Contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. List it, sell it, and move on. With me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. All right, Rapid City, one of my favorite places is 454 Downtown. If you're looking for the best place to have a cold one with friends, maybe date night with your wife, or just go and watch the big game with some buddies in their great sports area upstairs, Poor 54 has it all. Plus, 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries, and it's self-serve. You don't have to wait around. You can get what you want right away. And the food's out of this world. I love the Detroit-style pan pizzas. Check out Poor 54. You'll love it. Downtown Main street from the kennel to the coop whatever the season fleet farm has everything to keep your animals happy and healthy from training your pup to sit season to mastering those retrieval skills season from clipping your horse for competition season to keeping the backyard birds well-fed season and of course loving your pets like family season there's a reason people say if fleet farm doesn't have it you don't need it because we have it all fleet farm Built for real life. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show. Nate. Hey, welcome back in. We're in the drive at five on the Nate Brown Show Wednesday edition. Thanks for being here. Good first hour. Some great guests across the board. The Nate Brown Show podcast available. If you miss anybody live, miss any segments, you can listen to the podcast. The Nate Brown Show podcast available where you download your favorite podcast. Listen right there on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you get them. uh, You can get us the Nate Brown Show podcast coming up in the drive at five. Eric Williams. National NFL writer Fox Sports will break down who he thinks is the best of the best right now. Is he going to give my Denver Broncos a chance against the Chiefs? Anybody? Are you all giving the Broncos a chance at all? They're nine-point underdogs at home against the Chiefs. Careful. Careful, everybody. Okay? (laughs) Adam Dannenbrink's coming up. Stevens, head girls basketball coach in his second season. 
Went to that state championship last year. Lost to O'Gorman. The Raider girls off and running. They beat Douglas Monday night. We'll get a high school basketball preview from Coach Dannenbring coming up. The Drive at Fives brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. SummitAutoGRP.com, their site. All the inventory's right there. You can take a look and then stop by and see Stacy and Matt and their staff. No high-pressure sales gimmicks. Car buying truly built around you. Experience the Summit difference. SummitAutoGRP.com. The Nate Brown Show, Drive at 5. I've got a couple of questions of the day. We've thrown them out in the first hour. Some answers are coming in. Um, one is this. Do you think it is important and is a need for high school coaches today to be on social media. I started the show with this, and it, I find it, it's an interesting topic. Social media has a negative connotation, and that's fine, because there's a lot of bad stuff on there. It, it's nasty stuff. Nasty stuff. You know, a lot of times kids are, are not helped by social media, but would head coaches, head high school coaches, would they be helped by being on social media? I believe that is the case. To connect, relationship build, be in that arena that is not your own arena when they're at practice, when they're on, uh, when you're with them at games, on road trips. That's all great stuff. That's the that's the important stuff. I believe you got to connect with kids where where they're at, and they're on that stuff. I'm not talking about um, connecting with them and and being goofy and having to do that whole thing. I'm talking about connecting, making sure you're aware of what's going on in their um, wheelhouse outside of just playing sports. I think it's a need now. I think college coaches got to be on there. Promotion, awareness, recruiting. Um, you have a brand. Everybody does. And I think that goes the same for high school coaches. Take my advice for what it's worth, okay? If you're a high school coach, do you need to be on social media? I say yes. Um, what do you say? 720-1067. Some votes are totaled. Um, here's the poll results. Do you need to be on social media if you're a high school coach? I believe it's about relationships, connecting with kids. I think that's key. 54% um, of you say yes. Coaches should be on there in high school. Awareness and promotion, important, 54%. 46% say no. It's not something you need to do. Uh, listener text here from earlier Nate, how much does social media hurt kids? I would argue mental health was better 40 years ago. Coaches should just be aware and, um, let's see, be aware and be available. Be aware and be available. No, I agree, but um, I think that's another way of being available and being aware. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on on that stuff. A lot of stuff that happens outside of the uh, – your program that that impacts kids in your program and a lot of that stuff's in the social media landscape whether we hate it or not i mean as you can tell i'm i'm, I'm the old guy yelling at the clouds i i don't like the stuff but you got to be there i think you have to be there okay uh let me get into this here's a uh, story that came out um i want to get into this hang on a second uh first i'll take a call thanks for getting in your live tonight and you go ahead Hey, Nate. Uh, thanks for getting me in. I think, uh, you know, just like all the topics like you, you had the last couple of days, I think, um, you know, it's just about like being, um, you know, being real to the person, like in, in understanding people. And I think there's so uh, everything's so much more based on the individual 
now than it is like on teams or whatever. You mm. got to get to, you got to get to know everybody, you know, and it's the way that people are communicating now. Um, and you know, is social media good or bad? Like, you know, there's probably things that are bad about it, but, um, you know, it brings to light a lot of things that probably got swept under the rug a long time ago. I think so. Um, in in, so certain, in a yeah. certain kid's situation, right? Or just, like, in everything. Like, yeah, in you general, know I mean? yeah. yeah. Pol- politics, like, I mean, there's bad things about everything. I mean, but it also brings things to light that, you know, maybe needed to be brought to light at some point. Yeah, I well, got you, you on know. that. Do yeah. you think coaches should be on there? I, you know, I mean, I think you definitely have to, uh, you know, have a balance of what you're doing. But, I mean, I think, you know, the coaches have a real impact on the lives of children yes. and uh, or their or their student athletes or, you know, college athletes. I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are looking for someone to, you know, really – get into them as a person and find out what they want and, you know, or find out, you know, what they need. Like, you know, coaches fill a void for, you know, kids that don't have everything like some of us were fortunate to grow grow up with. And I think this is just another way that you can expose yourself to those kids, show them that you're a real person and maybe make a positive impact in them, you know? Yeah, I got you on that. Well said, man. I appreciate it. Um, Thanks for getting in. I I think that's right. We, we hate social media. I think that's a general idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> People be happy to. They post stuff on Facebook and, you know, look at me and my kid scored this many points. And I, I get all that. I get all that. that. Okay. I'm talking about coaches. If you're a coach and you have kids in your program and you're not on social media, I don't think you're um, in tune and, and plugged in with what's happening outside of your controlled environment. And I think what's happening outside of your controlled environment can impact what's happening in your environment, right? I, mean, that, I think that's the kicker. That's the kicker for me. Um, so I think, I think you got to be on there. 56% now voting yes. Coaches should be on there in high school on social media. 44% say no, it's not something you need to do. Okay, uh, speaking of a coach here and, and dollars, I've talked about coaching contracts. It's going to be a never-ending thing. I get it. People make money. And the Board of Regents and the Chancellors and the Presidents, they just, <laughs> they're like, hey, we don't want to lose this coach. Do we have donors that will cover this? Okay, we're good. The latest is P.J. Fleck at Minnesota today. Did you see this? The Gophers head football coach, P.J. Fleck, just got a new deal, seven years, $42 million. Seven years, $42 million. So P.J. Flex going to be in that Deion Sanders range per year. Deion's about $6 million a year at CU. Only a five-year deal for Deion, though. That's interesting. Five years for Deion. P.J. Flex already been at Minnesota, and now they're going to extend him seven more years, $42 million. He's going to get an increase of a million per year over his old deal. He's going to make a million dollars more per year over his previous deal at Minnesota. And the only reason I I bring this up is um, that's a fine deal. He's not getting paid like crazy, crazy money, nine, ten million into the uh, range of Mel Tucker and Jimbo Fisher. Okay, those are those are crazy contracts. But what about that for the Minnesota Gophers, a team that's in the Big Ten West, just kind of middle of the road? P.J. Fleck, 
high energy, done some good things there, by the way. He's won more games than a lot of people at the Gophers. I mean, that's been a bad place for football. So I guess his reward is, hey, you've made us competitive somewhat in the Big Ten West. We're middle of the road. We're going to go to a middle-of-the-road bowl game. Here's an extra million per year, and it just it just shows you. You just do average or better at some of these places, and you're going to get big-time dollars. P.J. Fleck just got uh, a million-dollar raise. You would act like the Minnesota is like one as many. I mean, oh, does have they set a record? Well, <laughs> P.J.'s won enough games, more than a lot of coaches with the Gophers. They haven't won there. I'm just wondering, how does this, uh, you know, you just look at it and you go, would Minnesota fall off the ledge if they lost P.J. Fleck, if they didn't give him another seven-year deal, a million more per year? The answer is, I always, I always contend probably not. I think you can get guys in, you make the call and you make the change. I think you can get coaches in. It's a saturated deal. But the border regents and the and the folks that make these calls, it's always, we can't let these guys go. We can't let these guys go. Well, what do we think? Another five-year deal? No, let's go seven. I mean, that's my problem with Matt Rule's deal at Nebraska. I think Matt Rule's a great choice. Eight years? I mean, you got to go eight years right off the bat? I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. The length and uh, some of the dollars in these uh, contracts. I look at it. Um, Lister Tech's coming in. Nate, Peyton Manning threw as many touchdowns in one game as Wilson has in 12 weeks. Oh, come on. Come on. That's not a real stat. Check your stat. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's, that's not a real stat. But uh, you told me the Broncos are going to get toasted against the Chiefs. Toasted? You think they're going to get toasted? Nine-point underdogs at home in Denver? All right, don't get me started. Don't get me started. By the way, here's the results of this. You want to hear this, okay? In the Drive at 5 of the Nate Brown Show, I asked South Dakota. Um, the, the two highest attended live sports in this state are football and basketball. We're just starting the basketball season, okay? The most fans through the gates for the Activities Association, football, basketball. So I wanted to ask South Dakota sports fans, what's your favorite sport to watch? What is your favorite high school sport to watch? Now, I know people have their picks, and some are going to say wrestling, this and that. I'm talking out of the two highest attended sports in South Dakota this year. What is your favorite sport to watch live? I asked South Dakota. The vote came in this way. It's unscientific on the Nate Brown Show. The vote's still coming in, by the way, through tonight. But as of right now, the favorite sport to watch in high school foot, in high school in South Dakota High school football, 58% of you go football, 42% of you go basketball. I'm actually surprised by that a little bit. I'm a little surprised by that. We just got done with football. I get it. Football's kind of king, but I thought South Dakota high school basketball is going to get you guys a little bit. You know, I love high school hoops. Nothing like grabbing a popcorn and a Diet Coke and sitting down and warm gym watching some high school hoops. My vote is what? I'm a big football fan. What's my vote? I just told you. It's basketball season, baby. Basketball, number one. Eric Williams on the way. Fox Sports NFL writer. We'll get into the season. It's getting really interesting now. Eric Williams coming up. 
You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Great news from Dale's Tire and Retreading. We are now part of the Pops Tire Service Network. Same two locations, new name. Pops Tire is committed to the same great service that Dale's has provided Rapid City. Pops is one of the largest commercial tire and retread dealers in the country. Whatever your tire choice, make Pops your choice. We welcome this opportunity to support and grow with the Dale's Tire customers. Visit your local Pops for all your auto, light truck, commercial, and farm tire needs. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear tonight with lows around 21. Winds out of the south, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 37. Tomorrow, cloudy skies. Lows level off around 20. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies. Cloudy skies with a few peaks of sun. Friday with daytime highs approaching 45. 43 Saturday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 26. Hi, I'm Mike. I am one of the over 600 adults at Lake Hills Works Supports. I'm excited to tell you that Lake Hills Works is one of the local nonprofits being recognized during the Rush Give Back on Saturday, December 10th at the Monument Ice Arena. All tickets to the game are $30, and $5 of every ticket sold is donated back to local charities like Black Hills Works. Rush Gives Back Night is presented by Black Hills Energy. Get your tickets at RapidCityRush.com. Go Rush! With home values rising in the Black Hills, a cash-out refinance loan from Black Hills Community Bank is a great choice. Thinking about home improvements or projects? Think about a cash-out refinance. Possibilities are endless. Consolidate your debt into one mortgage payment. Tap into the equity of your home with Black Hills Community Bank. Get started today using the online loan application at bhcbank.com or call to speak to a mortgage banker. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. So, I just got the State Farm Personal Price Plan on my car insurance. So you told your agent you play the bagpipes for your dog? What? No, I didn't get that. Personal, my agent just helped me create an affordable price just for me. Okay, let me show you what I've been working on. Hey, Buster! Contact me, State Farm agent Scott Carlson, to create your personal price plan today. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio. Sales, service, and recreation. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, welcome back into the Drive at 5 on a Wednesday. The Nate Brown Show Live, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Send me your votes. What is the favorite high school sport to watch in South Dakota? What's your favorite high school sport to watch? Two most highly attended are football and basketball. Not a surprise. But out of those two, what's your favorite to watch? Football winning the vote tonight. My votes for basketball. People have always asked as I've covered high school sports for a long time. What do you like calling the best? I covered, uh, I did play-by-play for 20 years. What do you like covering the best? I said, well, whatever season it is. Football's unbelievable. It's great. Basketball's great. I did some baseball a little bit, not as much. But uh, I think about the high school sport I like watching the most. I'm getting old. 
I don't want to be too cold out there in the South Dakota fall. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a basketball guy. I'm in on basketball. Maybe it's just because it's that season. Um, Eric Williams in today. NFL writer, FoxSports.com. On Twitter at Eric underscore D underscore Williams. Let's get into it, Eric. How are you? Doing well, Nate. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I appreciate your time. I've got people um, texting and, and commenting here on my Denver Broncos in the matchup with the Chiefs this weekend. So I went out on a limb and I said, hey, I'm going to say it right now. The NBC Sunday night game should have stayed Broncos-Chiefs because I think it's going to be competitive. I'm not telling you my Broncos are going to win. I'm not saying that, Eric. It's going to be competitive enough that it should have been Sunday night football. Is that wrong because the Chiefs are nine-and-a-half-point favorites at Denver? Yeah, I'm going to have to push back a little bit, Nate, because <laughs> it has so many nationally televised games. And so national viewers have had to watch this team a lot, unfortunately. Although I do agree. I mean, I think with with their defense plays, I wouldn't be surprised if it's somewhat competitive. Just don't know if the offense is going to be able to score enough. Okay. I look at it. Last matchup uh, with Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Look at this, Eric. Last matchup, Wilson goes for 271 yards and three touchdowns. Mahomes goes for 273 yards and three touchdowns. Russell Wilson Seahawks beat the Chiefs 38-31. to How is uh, Russell Wilson that far away from where he was? Great question, Nate. I think everybody's really trying to, to figure that out. Um, I think a couple things. Um, first off, I think people maybe underestimated how much of an influence Pete Carroll has on the way Russ plays in that system for the last decade. And I think that the Broncos need to bring in somebody like that that, um, that has the authority, I guess, to get Russell to play that the way he needs to play. And then along with that, I think it's obvious that they need to change dramatically what they're doing um, so that it really fits his skill set better. And I think that's Russell under center, play action pass with a, a strong running game. Um, maybe, you know, the fact that Javante got hurt early in the season, you know, has a lot more to do with the way that offense is performing than people are getting uh, credit for. Um, so they have a lot of work to do in the offseason. Obviously, they're just trying to win some games now. Um, but it'll be interesting to see um, what kind of changes are made. Eric Williams on tonight. He's not giving my Broncos a, a puncher's chance on uh, Sunday. That game uh, got flexed out of Sunday night, so it's going to be Dolphins Chargers. Um, I'm here to tell you. I'm, I'm not. I know I'm drinking the drinking the Broncos Kool Aid. I think they're going to keep it uh, keep it fairly close on Sunday in Denver. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll see. We'll we'll circle back next week, Eric, and see if I'm way off here. Okay. I want to ask you about the NFC West. Baker Mayfield to the Rams. I think uh, Baker Mayfield really lucked out here. I think that's yeah. a great thing for him. I don't know how long-term it could be, but is this a possibility of Baker and Sean McVay moving forward depending on where Stafford is at in his career? Yeah, I think it's, it's a month-long audition just to see how he fits into the organization and the culture. Listen, we don't know what's going to happen with Matthew Stafford in the offseason. He has a spinal cord injury. Um, it's a possibility that it's, it's, it could end his career, depending on um, what he wants to do in order to, to resolve the issue. Um, he's already had a very successful NFL career. He's won a Super Bowl, so he can check that box. 
And so obviously it'll be up to Matthew and his family to kind of figure out, you know, how they want to move forward. Um, that said, um, I think Baker gets an opportunity to kind of uh, refashion his image. I think he's going to an organization that is used to dealing with big, strong personalities. And you consider Odell, um, which is kind of ironic because Odell left Cleveland to get away from Baker, and Baker's now with the Rams. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, um, Vaughn Miller, you know, they've dealt with a lot of, of, of big personalities, and I think Sean knows how to handle that pretty well. Um, and then, you know, it's an opportunity to see if he can perform and fit into this offensive system, which I think fits his skill set well. I think um, McVay will have a good idea of how to best use Baker and put him into positions on the field, and um, we'll see if, if Baker's able to take advantage of it. It could be as early as Thursday. Um, he did practice today. Um, McVay said there's a, there's, a, there's a shot that he's leaning towards having him active. We'll see if he actually gets on the field and plays. Yeah, Rams, Raiders, Thursday night football tomorrow. Baker Mayfield, new QB for the Rams. As you said, I don't know if he can um, get in there quick enough or not. FoxSports.com, NFL writer Eric Williams on tonight. Let's go to this topic. The Titans fire their general manager. The mm -hmm. Titans have uh, won the division here a few times. Playoff contender. Um, they always seem like they surpass expectations, at least league-wide. Yeah. And now the GM's gone. I know he made an A.J. Brown move that people aren't liking. But I look right. at it and I say, is this Mike Vrabel taking on a role of, like, Bill Belichick with the Patriots? Is this Mike Vrabel getting more um, responsibility? Is that what's going to go on? Yeah, it seems like it was a little bit of a power struggle when you look at when this happened. You know, in December, the team's playing well, then it's sort of been a they're, they're going to win the division more than likely. Uh, they've had a lot of success in the past. Uh, so it was really kind of a head-scratcher when, when the news came down. But then you kind of kind of read between the, the team leads a little bit, and then and it seems like, you know, Brable just maybe wanted more control. Like Bill Belichick, to be able to have control over the roster, be able to have control of decision-making. Sounds like he wasn't thrilled that they weren't able to get that, that, that A.J. deal done and keep him with the Titans. Um, obviously, they had some, some busts as well in terms of their, their last couple drafts and not working out. Um, so I think that's kind of part of the decision to, to move on from, from him. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that role moving forward, if they just fill it in-house and maybe take the interim tab from, I think it's Ryan Cowden, uh, the director of, of player personnel that's taking over uh, for Robinson. Um, depends, I guess, on, on how good a relationship he has with, with Mike or if Mike wants to go outside of the organization and, and bring in another GM from, you know, a different team that maybe he has a, a, a better relationship with. Um, but certainly it seems like, again, just 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 looking at that situation, that this was a power struggle and, and, and Grable won out. How do you know if this works out? Like, Bill Belichick has a history, man, and, and he's been in the game a long time. He's, he's a football coach and he's running the personnel. And many people would argue it's not working out anymore very well for the Patriots. They've, they've started to struggle after the Tom Brady days. Then you look at the Bill O'Brien mess in Houston. I mean, that was a mess. Yep. He had control over the roster and coaching. Pete Carroll has it in Seattle. Seems like yep. it's going okay. But but you just wonder, what what who makes that call? How do you know I want my head coach also running the show on personnel? It seems it can be risky. It can be, but, you know, 
coaches are the ones coaching the players, so why shouldn't they have a say in, in the type of players that they're bringing in? Uh, as you mentioned, Pete Carroll has uh, control of the 53-man roster in Seattle. Andy Reid does in Kansas City. Um, I think McVay does with the Rams. So it's not that uncommon for, for head coaches that are really talented head coaches to have final say on, on the kind of players that they're going to choose to be you know, on the team. I think the main thing, whether or not the, the coach has control of the roster, is if the GM and the head coach are aligned in terms of the type of players that they're bringing in. I know that's certainly the case in Seattle, having coach uh, cover that team closely for several years. Um, it seems like that's the case in Kansas City. It seems like it was not the case uh, with the Titans until you had a situation where they have to choose between the GM and, and the head coach and the head coach. This is Eric Williams on before I let him run. NFL writer, FoxSports.com here on the Nate Brown Show. I want to get your take on the Vikings, Lions. Vikings are 10-2. and two. They're two-and-a-half-point underdogs at Detroit. What do you say about that? I say I'm surprised. Because <laughs> I, I think the Vikings, even though Detroit's playing better, it's clearly that the, they're clearly the better team. Uh, I would expect them to win that game. Again, I know that Detroit has, has definitely played better, and at times their offense has been able to, to score points. Uh, still have questions about their defense. I wonder how they're going to stop Justin Jefferson. And I just feel like um, the Vikings are the better coach team. So um, I, I like them to win that game. Definitely done more than a couple points. Eric Williams on tonight. Vikings underdogs on the road at Detroit. I'm with you, Eric. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I know Detroit's better, playing better. I'm going Vikings on the road in Detroit. Eric Williams, FoxSports.com, NFL writer. Eric, always great. Thanks for the time. Sure, no problem. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Eric Williams in tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City, national NFL writer. Fox Sports uh, live from San Diego. Find him on Twitter at Eric underscore D underscore Williams. All right, so he likes the Vikes. A little vote of confidence. He likes the Vikes. Listener text coming in. Nate, Minnesota's going to win. And uh, what else? Uh, Kansas City's going to win over Denver. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for that. Uh, thanks for your thoughts. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, listener text coming in. South Dakota is a basketball state. Then baseball. Hmm. Hmm. Ah, that's interesting. That's interesting. We've had that discussion before on this show. I know I've done it for how long we've we been doing this. Five years? So we had that discussion like, what's Rapid City? What type of town is Rapid City? And I get all this argument. It's a baseball town. It's a basketball town. Nobody's really said a football town, Rapid City. We've, we've had our struggles in football. But uh, I always get that baseball town. And then statewide, I've always wondered, is South Dakota, what type of state is prominent in, uh, or sport is prominent in South Dakota? What sport's prominent? I would say South Dakota is a basketball state. Is a basketball state. From Becky Hammond to Mike Miller to Eric Pitekowski, I mean, just go through that list. I know we've had some NFL players, too. I get that. We've had NFL players, I understand, but it sure it feels like a basketball state to me. I don't know about baseball second. East River, man, they don't even know what baseball is. No, I'm kidding. But, no, I mean, they, it's it's uh, second fiddle over there, East River. All right, Adam Dannenbring on in the drive at five next. He is the Rapid City Stevens head girls basketball coach. Stevens girls have played in back-to-back -back 
state championships. What's this team look like as they started 1-0 on Monday? We'll talk to the head coach of the Raider girls next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Jensen at Physio. We want to be your trusted partner for physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab. As the official strength and conditioning partners for Stevens, Central, Douglas, and the Rapid City Rush, our team at Physio is building the best athletes in the Black Hills. If you have an athlete in the family, we offer long-term athlete development at affordable prices for middle and high school students. We also have the only board-certified sports PT in Rapid City. At our brand-new facility, Physio is ready to help you perform at your best. One-on-one physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab, all at one place. Get started at bhphysio.com. Lofi's Holiday Sweepstakes is back. The Bakers of Country Hearts would like to put a little more jingle in your holiday this season by giving you a chance to win one of two $500 prizes or the grand prize of $1,000. Winners will each receive a check that can be used for travel, gifts, or just celebrating with family and friends, whatever makes their holiday more jolly. For complete rules and to enter for your chance to win, visit countryhearthbreads.com sweeps. Honda True. Discover three tiers of vehicle coverage that work for you. Only at Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda. The inspection is just the beginning. Honda certified pre-owned means peace of mind with incredible benefits like seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, up to two complimentary oil changes, 24-7 roadside assistance, inspection report, and three-day exchange option. Check out all the benefits and search inventory at honda-true.com or come by Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda in Rapid City. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, live on Fox Sports Rapid City. A lot of ways you can listen or watch. Catch us weekdays 4 to 6 on 106.7 FM, 1150 AM here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Stream us all the time. Get out of the radio range. You can go to foxsportsrapidcity.com right there on your phone. One click away, you've got us, foxsportsrapidcity.com. And then, of course, this show, streaming in studio, camera. We're live on Twitter right now, at Nate Brown Show, and on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. You've got us. Welcome in. Adam Dannon brings on tonight. He's the head girls basketball coach, Rapid City Stevens, starting our high school basketball interviews. And 
Season's already underway. How about that? Raiders win Monday night, 71-29 over Douglas. So the Stevens girls have played in back-to-back state championships. Nice program rolling, and Adam Dannenbring now in his second year as head coach uh, for the Raider girls. Coach, good to have you back on. How are you? Thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh it's a pleasure to be back on with you. Well, I appreciate it, Coach. Let me ask you. You go, uh, you step in last year, um, head coach, and you guys get to a state championship again. You fall to O'Gorman. And I look at it and say, what's it like now after this program? You weren't there the first year, but they went to a state title. Then you got them to another state title game. What's it like, the expectations going into a second year? Um, you know, our, our expectations for the girls on this team are, are very high. Um, they expect to go out there and compete and get better and, you know, at every practice and every game. And, um, you know, I don't know, like, if the public's expectation of us is the same, you know, because we did graduate, you know, six very good senior basketball players. Three of them were college basketball players, another college track track athlete. So, I mean, it's a it's definitely a different team, but uh, you know, I you know, for us, we just expect to keep things rolling. We're, we we don't try to you know think of it as a rebuild. It's more of a reload for us. I ask you about this going into your second year, coach. What's different for you? You, you were at Stevens before um, as an assistant on the boys' side. What's different for you as head coach going into a second year? Uh, you know, I think for me personally, it's. It's not necessarily the X and O stuff. It's the the organizational the organizational aspect of having to get five different levels of girls. You know, right now we're at four levels, and then after Chris, well, after the middle school girls are done, we'll invite the eighth grade girls up to make up our fifth level, and then just you know being better at the organization of. You know, this is what practice is going to be. This is, you know, the itinerary for road trips. This is where we have to eat. This is when the bus is going to come. That stuff is is a lot better this year for me, you know, as far as organization. And i got to give my assistants a ton of credit because they really, really have helped me out, and um, yeah, I appreciate all of them. Let me ask you about this. I look at girls' basketball in South Dakota, and Stevens has been really good. And then a look at St. Thomas More's been good. Sioux Falls has some unbelievable programs. Just overall, high school girls basketball in South Dakota, to me, seems really healthy right now. What's your assessment? I I totally agree because I'm, you know, being at the different camps in the summer and and playing against some different teams and you know just seeing it. I mean, it's, there are some fantastic teams around the area. And, uh, you know, I think that that goes to our, having coaches and, you know, parents that are willing to put the time and effort into, you know, opening the gym up and coaching their kids. And, you know, the, the solid quality, you know, coaching that the kids get during the season. And then there's enough AAU teams around in the summer, too, where kids can continue to play if they, if they want to. So, you know, it's a combination of all those things, like, and, uh, you know, you can see it with the, the quality athletes that we're producing. And, uh, you know, it's really fun to see those kids, you know, the really good ones that end up at, you know, the D1 schools and see how well they do. Uh, it's fun to fun to watch them get that opportunity. I think South Dakota High School girls basketball has been really good uh, over the past uh, probably decade here. It's been really good. Adam Dannon brings the head coach on tonight from Stevens, head girls basketball coach. So you win Monday. Um, 
What did you think of the opening game? Beat Douglas by a lot eventually. What did you think overall? There was a lot of fouls early on. Um, then you kind of settled in. Yeah, that's a pretty fair assessment. You know, we were super aggressive to start the game. Uh, I think Douglas did a, a really good job of breaking our press to start the game. Uh, they, you know, they they knew what was coming, and uh, like they, they just did a very good job of breaking the press. And then, you know, instead of moving our feet, we were we were following them, and both teams kind of got in foul trouble. And uh, you know, it just took a while for that game to get going. Really, I mean, Douglas really battled us defensively to start the game, and then um, eventually, you know, we we made a few adjustments. And uh, and things kind of opened up for us, and we made a ton of free throws, which I was pretty proud about. Uh, I think it was 31, uh, 39 from the free throw line. So I was, you know, I, I mean, it was a pretty pretty good first game for us for sure. I'll ask you about the strength of this team. Is it speed? Is it shooting? Is it some size? What do you see from this team? Uh, I, and it's not size. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, you know, we. <laughs> We graduated all of our six-foot girls last year, so um, I, you know, I think our, our tallest girl, Bree Karn, is five eleven, and then most of our team is five nine, and uh, well, all the rest are five nine and under. So, uh, you know, the strength of our team is um, we're, we're very fast and we transition quickly. Um, I, I think that we have the ability to shoot. We didn't shoot a great percentage the first game against Douglas. But I think we have some girls with the ability to shoot the basketball, um, and um, I just I think those are probably the two things that that we're really you know going to hang our hat on offensively is our quick transition and our ability to shoot it. Adam Dannenbring on tonight talking Stevens girls basketball. They played in back-to-back state title games, finished second in both. Now I look around Double A. The coaches in Double A are saying in girls, O'Gorman, Jefferson, Washington. What do you think? Uh, I mean, that's pretty fair. I would, I would say, uh, you know, they're they've got some very good athletes back. All three of those teams, uh, you know, they're 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 very solid programs, well coached. So yeah, I can I can see that where they would think that. That's fine. Okay. Would you think about? Hey, we've been in back to back state title games. Is it okay for you guys flying under the radar? Do you mind that? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's absolutely fine. You know, that's absolutely fine. You know, and, and things are going to shake out the way they're going to shake out. You know, we're we'll really see where we're at here. I think on Friday, uh, you know, Pierre, I think maybe is ranked fourth or fifth. They've got their basically their whole team back from last year. They're big and strong, and they've got good athletes. So I mean, we'll we'll find out. You know, where we're at, and then you know, I already I already have an idea of what we need to work on. Uh, so like, I, it'll be good to see if we've improved that the last couple of days of practice. Stevens girls playing Friday and Saturday. Pier Friday, Aberdeen Central Saturday. We'll have the games on Fox Sports Rapid City. Jerome Wickersham and Dean Gurr will call them for you on Fox Sports Rapid City and Go Raiders Live. Stevens 1-0 after the win against Douglas. Head coach Adam Dannenbring getting the season going. Coach, always good to have you. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Adam Dannenbring talking Stevens girls basketball. They've had a nice program now. Back-to-back state title game appearances, that's that's hard. That's hard, okay? I mean, just getting into the state tournament, making sure you got a good seed, getting through that Sodak 16, that's difficult enough. And then winning two, winning that first one at state is always tough. Then you got to win the semifinal. That's tough stuff. Back-to-back appearances in the AA state championship for the Stevens girls. Big strides there. 
What's this team going to do now? Some new faces, some uh, players back that got minutes uh, last year. And Stevens taking on Pier Friday night. We'll be back in action here on Fox Sports Rapid City as the Raiders host the Governors. Back with who's hot and who's not. Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch, the Miami Hurricanes in my who's hot category. Wow. Miami? And then a story you do not want to miss about a record-setting runner. Or not. Next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. With two locations in Rapid City, Pizza Ranch is ready to serve your family. Every Wednesday is Kids Day. This is the best deal out there with the best buffet in town. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesdays. And don't forget their senior special every Tuesday for $8.99. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. It's all good at the Pizza Ranch with two locations in Rapid City. And remember, daily online specials for carryout or delivery at Pizza Ranch. What can Elevate Performance do for your athlete? Brandon Drum, D2 lacrosse player at Mars Hill University. I started going to Elevate Performance for problems with my knee, and after working with Britt, he identified some other issues that helped me prevent severe injury. Elevate's strength and conditioning program also helped me perform at a much higher level. My goal was to play college lacrosse, and I am thankful for Britt and Elevate for helping me achieve that goal. Elevate worked with me on a personal level and helped mold me into a stronger athlete. Get your athlete started at Elevate Performance sd.com live from the anytime auto sales service and details studio sales service and recreation this is fox sports rapid city Welcome back in your sports, your show, the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City, wrapping up the Wednesday show as we do with who's hot and who's not, saving the best for last stories you haven't heard yet. I know that for a fact. Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch, who's hot and who's not. Reminder, Pizza Ranch tonight, kids' night at the buffet. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult. Tonight, Wednesdays, the Pizza Ranch Buffet, two locations in Rapid City. The buffet open till 8 tonight. Get in, enjoy it, enjoy the kids' day. And uh, Rapid City Pizza Ranch South has that fun zone arcade expanded by 3,000 square feet. A little arcade fun uh, tonight with a buffet on kids' night. In my who's hot category here on Fox Sports Rapid City, you would think the Miami Hurricanes would, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. You know, they get Mario Cristobal, the new head coach. They get the turnover chain. Do they still do that? I don't know. Well, one thing I know, the Miami Hurricanes, they went 5-7. and seven. They went five and seven, not quite as good as many people thought they would be in Cristobal's first season, but the Miami Hurricanes football facility wants an upgrade. The team is requesting approval from Coral Gables, Florida, the city there. They're requesting approval for a new $100 million football facility. (laughs) 
<laughs> the hurricanes, again, here's some of the um, amenities, okay? Here's some of the amenities. 162,000 square foot football operations center equipped with simulators and podcast rooms. <laughs> okay. well, so the Miami Hurricanes can do the, their own podcast. So we've got to have podcast rooms, and uh, they're going to have a 200,000-square-foot parking garage. It's seven stories high. What, what, what's going on? Are we going to be able to run out some space there? I hope so. So nonetheless, um, the Hurricanes want a $100 million football facility with podcast rooms. and What are the simulators? What are the simulators like? Simulating that they can actually beat Clemson, or I, I don't understand, but nonetheless, they're going to go a hundred million dollars. The meeting of Coral Gable City Council is Friday. We shall see what happens there with the Hurricanes. In my who's not category tonight, this is the worst story you're going to hear. There's a lady named Camille Heron. She wanted to hold the record for the longest run in the world and in the fastest time what it is is it happens in nevada at the jackpot ultra running festival and camille heron in henderson nevada wanted to run 100 miles non-stop so we're not talking about a marathon we're talking about a hundred mile race well she did it camille heron did it 12 hours 41 minutes 12 hours, 41 minutes to go 100 miles, setting the world record. And then the uh, Track and Field Association measured the course after she got done. They said it wasn't 100 miles. It was 716 feet short of the record. 716 feet short? After I ran a hundred, <laughs> I ran a hundred miles today. Well, you were seven hundred and sixteen feet short. So she doesn't have the world record of twelve hours forty-one minutes because she was seven hundred and sixteen feet short. Have a good night, everybody, because I'm sure Camille is so happy about the measurement of the hundred-mile course. They measured it once; it was a hundred miles. Then the track and field associate measured it twice, and it was short. Give me a break. I'm going to send Matt Kearney to measure that thing next time. Back tomorrow at 4 on the Nate Brown Show. Here's the odd couple.